Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my twin brother and co-host Danny Brown and I share ideas and thoughts that we believe will help professionals become more effective speakers in this ever-changing world. And we wanna help them become masters of communication so they can really maximize their influence and impact. So this is what Dan and I do. This is what we love to talk about. And so we are identical twins and we do go back and forth about who's more handsome, who's the more polished speaker, better athlete, et cetera. <laughs> but we wanted to share our perspective. It is unique, it is different. And today we're gonna to talk about an episode that I find to be encouraging for me but especially as a father, as a coach, and what I've seen in my clients, we're going to talk about celebrating any and all victories. We have to celebrate the smallest victories and not just the ones that we could put on, let's say, social media, the ones that are going to be put on the news. But how about any victory that we find that can help support our position mentally, professionally, these are things that we should celebrate, don't you think, Dan? I totally agree. I think that when we, too many times in our mental psyche, we think that we can't celebrate until we reach the ultimate goal. What we fail to forget is that we're creatures of habit. We're creatures that want approval. Mm. We want approval more from anything else, our own self. So if we don't give ourselves the ability to enjoy, to yep. celebrate, small achievements, small victories, small goals, what will happen is you will run out of steam mm. or you will give up or you'll see the end goal as too far, too difficult and too high of a task to attain and you'll want to quit. It's true. So it is very important, as Dave stated earlier, to celebrate. And I think that as we go through this process, we'll give you some examples of how to celebrate. Dave? Yeah, I appreciate that, Dan. And, and that's something we really want to encourage you guys with today. The fact that you're even on listening to this episode should be celebrated because maybe perhaps you're going to get something from this episode that will change your own thinking, that will change the course of how you go about building your career, building your platform. And we do want to talk about celebrating victories and that they're very important. It might seem cheesy to some people or other professionals, but the reality is if it helps you with your mindset, you should do it. You should implement it. And when you celebrate it, you're basically saying, I'm going to reward myself yep. for my achievements. I'm going to give myself another stepping stone to toward that goal or the greater goal of success or what I envision in my mind or what I want to see in my career or what I want to see in my own personal development and growth. Give yourself those stepping stones and celebrate every victory. This is why it's so important. Now, here's what I want to talk about, Dan. It's a mindset. Mm -hmm. It's going to seem cheesy. It's not going to seem natural until you make it a mindset. Until you claim it, 
own it and you drive your day looking for opportunities to celebrate. Well, here's what I tell my clients. I tell them all the time, you should consider keeping what I call a gratitude or victory journal. Well, what is this, Dave? Well, there are several reasons why I encourage them to keep it. One, because it trains you to look for victories. It trains you to look for great things that are happening in your life. Because as a culture, we're so conditioned to only celebrate the big things. Oh, we won the NBA championship, or we won the World Series. But you made the playoffs. Shouldn't that be celebrated too? Yeah. But we tend to minimize those and as if they're not really important. Mm. We need to celebrate everything. So that's what the victory journals do. It helps you to look for things to celebrate. The other things victory journals do, Dan, is this. It helps you when you're going through a downtime, a discouraging time, when you're not seeing the results you want to see. It reminds you that you are indeed an awesome person. You're not a failure. You shouldn't give up on the goals that you have just because maybe today you didn't hit your goal. Mm. Or maybe this month you didn't hit your quota. But when you go back and you look at that victory journal, it reminds you how, how awesome you really are because you're unique. There's no one like you, so why not celebrate you? Go back and be reminded how awesome you really are. These are reasons why I encourage my clients to keep the victory journals. Why mm. not? Use them. They will help you. Now, Dan, here's something I wanted to start off with, if that's all right with you, because I think somehow we tend to forget that it's important for us to elevate us. And if you don't look for those victories, and if all you're doing is waiting for your sales director, your CEO, your spouse to tell you how awesome you are, you might be discouraged mm-hmm. or might stay in a position of being discouraged. You got to learn to love yourself and tell yourself you're awesome. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. Today, we'd like to thank our sponsor, AppGallop, where cloud meets commerce. AppGallop is a cloud commerce automation and marketplace platform, enabling service providers to drive revenue growth, achieve agility, and kickstart digital transformation. In fact, if you're in the telco space or you're an internet service provider, AppGallop will accelerate your time to the fast-growing cloud market, delivering all the top-selling cloud services to your customers with unified identity, access, subscription billing, and payment management. If you want to sell your cloud platform, you need AppGallop. If you have telco products, circuits, switches, hosting services, whether it's private cloud or public cloud, and you want to include AWS, Microsoft Azure, and Google, you want to make sure you use AppGallop, the one-stop platform for digital transformation. Thank you very much, AppGallop. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation 
over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Now, you do have to balance that with a little bit of humility. (laughs) Can't be the man all the time, can you? You can't be on top all the time because then you won't appreciate the journey. You won't appreciate the accomplishments. If you're always on the top, you never fall. So you've got to celebrate victories no matter how big or how small they are. Now, Dan, the other thing that happens with celebrating victories is this. Here's why I tell clients they should celebrate victories. It has a way to psychologically rewire your brain. It has, there's a science behind it as well. And, and what's interesting about it is you get released these chemicals called dopamine, these endorphins, they get released in your brain. These, this dopamine gets released and it actually energizes you with what I call feel good emotions. So you're going to feel even better about yourself when you celebrate your victories, when you do that little happy dance, mm, 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 do your little happy dance, whatever it might be. It might be something as small as saying, when I hit my victories, I'm going to reward myself. But it releases these endorphins. And what happens with this dopamine, when it gets released, this chemical gets released, it actually makes you feel great about yourself. It actually helps to fight off anxiety, fight off depression, and actually helps your body to be more relaxed and excited. This is why it's important that you keep that in mind. Small wins is how you get to the appreciating the larger wins. What do you think about that, Dan? You're absolutely correct. If you are excited and you give yourself these small wins, it will propel you to not give up. A lot of times when we look at our goals, we plant a flag or we plant an image or a dollar sign. And we said, this is what we want to achieve. And we forget it's not a straight line. Yeah. Sometimes we got to go up the hill. Sometimes you have to go down the hill. Sometimes there's a, a yield sign. Other times there's a blockage. And we have to go all the way around. We forget that sometimes it's not straight path. It's not a narrow path. It's not an easy path that sometimes there's going to be things that stop you from getting to your goal. So, in order to develop that winner's mentality, you have to reward yourself daily. You have to give yourself these small victories and appreciate these small victories, revel in these small victories, look forward to these small victories, which will give you the momentum. It's that dopamine effect. It's that, yep. that the best way I can put it is my kids. When we tell them every day, you do all your homework, you clean your room, you do all your chores, then you get a choice of a snack or you get a choice of a dessert. So it's these little victories, but I don't wait until the end of the day and say, let me go check your work. Right. Throughout the day, I'll be like, wow, hey, great job on your math homework. Wow, do you put up all your laundry all by yourself? And so it's a repetitive motion every single day that I tell my daughters so that it's easy for them when they want to quit or they want to give up, they want to watch TV. Even at nighttime, before they go to bed, say, babe, say, I am awesome. I go the I am statements with my daughters. And I know that Dave has another uh, victory and a message that he can teach you later. He has another message on this about the I am statements. Yeah. But I do this because I want my daughters to say, yes, daddy, hey, what else can I do to make you happy? Or what else can I do to do this? And I'm trying to teach them, don't do these things to make me happy. Do these things to make yourself happy. Do Love these it. things to make yourself happy about why you're doing this. 
achieving things. Be happy about those things. So you're absolutely correct, Dave. If we cannot enjoy the little things, we will burn out. Sure. We will give up. We will forget the end goal and all the pain it takes to get there. And we'll just walk away. Dan, I love that. And that's so true. We do. And I appreciate you sharing that about my nieces. And it really frames their thinking to learn to love themselves, appreciate themselves, to value their contributions, to value their impact that they can have. I love that. And matter of fact, I want to share a story about coaching and about being a soccer coach. And before I tell you this, it's amazing how we look at our children. And as soon as they take that first step, Okay, our brother Joe, their daughter, when they when she took her first step, it's like the whole world stopped. And that was mm. the only thing that mattered. And mm. now she's climbing everything. She's a year old. She's climbing. She's doing all this stuff. And you're, you're almost in your mind saying, I'm happy she's doing it. But slow down. Stop. Before you know it, they're grabbing the car keys and they're, they're going off to college. Right. Slow down. But we celebrate each little step. And I wanted to share the story as a soccer coach. I was coaching this league. And I was coaching what they call the kinder kickers. These are the little four, five-year-old kids. Mm. And what happens, you get one of two type of kids. You get one kid where we call the one set of kids when they're all just following the ball. They all flock together like geese fly, flocking together. Regardless where the ball goes, they all follow it. And it's, it's funny watching like 15 kids all follow the ball, 60 kids follow the ball. Then there's the other set of kids who really aren't into the game and they really want to play with flowers they're following the little butterflies in the, you know, in the field. They're not really paying attention. And you, then you got the parents going, oh, yeah, yeah. They're screaming. They're shouting. They're getting all excited. Well, there was the story of this one kid. This father couldn't figure out why his son never wanted to be around the ball. He kept running from the ball. And so, you know, my initial thought was, well, I want every kid to touch the ball. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to touch it, Dan. He was running. He kept running away from the ball. Put him in the offense. Didn't matter. Put him on defense. Didn't matter. Try to put him at goalie was the worst thing we could do. Well, there was a situation where the he was trying to avoid the ball. When the opponent, one of the kids, kicked the ball towards the goal. He was trying to run away from the ball. The ball hit him in the back of his foot. Okay? And his dad jumped as if his son did the greatest thing since sliced bread. Okay? And I thought to myself, what in, this, what in the world is this dad doing? That's all he did. And the halftime came. He ran over to his son. That was the best thing ever. Did you see that? His son's like, see what? You kicked the ball. His son didn't even try to rationalize with his father saying, no, I was running. His son got excited. He says, yeah, I guess I did. And the rest of that game, there was a different kid. He was trying to go after the ball. And it grew his passion for the game. We've got to celebrate every victory. Even if no one else sees it, we got to celebrate it. Now, I want to share another story, Dan, if you don't mind. Because I think sometimes we forget how we build our mindset, how we expand our ability to accept vic victories. I want to share, I want to share a story and I'll tell you how I did this or how I've learned this as a minister. But as a father, we talk about our children. I remember my son playing basketball. He loves basketball. And when we first started playing basketball, it might've been about six or seven. It was very difficult for him to shoot that ball in that 10 foot hoop. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Getting frustrated. Why would I want to put my son through that misery? All right, we're going to bring the hoop down. And guess what? With these younger kids, we do have smaller hoops. They're not at 10 feet. They're lower. Seven feet, eight feet, whatever. And he started making the basket. But then I had to stop him because I was celebrating that he was making it. 
but I was stopping him to learn the mechanics of the game, proper technique of how to shoot. Now, I'm never going to be six foot four. <laughs> we aren't, Dan. We're, we're kind of stuck where we are, five, eight and a half, all right? But I'm never going to be that way. But I said, okay, if I can learn the mechanics and teach him this, then he'll get better and better at it. So I wanted him to celebrate the mechanics of the shot more than the shot going in. Because then he'll appreciate it as he matures as an athlete, as he matures in his body. And so he started celebrating it differently because he learned as he got older, got stronger, that the mechanics is what helped. Now he plays basketball for his high school team and he's getting taller. Danny actually now is 5'8", which is kind of crazy. And he's getting stronger, faster. And you know what the thing about it is? He's celebrating in his own mind, getting the mechanics down. He doesn't beat himself up now. Oh, I missed that shot. He goes, man, that was a good shot. It didn't go in, but it felt good. The form was good. And then it becomes more consistent in the shot. I love that as a father. So, Dan, <laughs> I've got to ask you, how do you go from victory to victory? Because I've got this story as a minister that I share with people all the time. But, but if our listeners are out here wondering, well, okay, that's one victory. How to go from victory to victory? What would, what would be something you would share with them? How would they go from victory to victory? Well, one of the things I tell people to do is sit down and write down your goal. Now, can you get to your goal tomorrow? Can you get to your goal today? Can you get to within an hour? No. So then that means there's going to be steps to get to your goal. What are all the steps? Write down every single step. Now, when you write down each step, write down the process to get to each step. Nice. And so you give yourself a checklist every day. Every day you have a checklist. And then every checklist that you do, you celebrate every single one of them. Now, I, I have a process of, well, I'll eat a piece of chocolate as a celebration. <laughs> uh, my kids, it's very simple. We just say, look, if you win, if you get to this end goal, you read these many books or this many hours, you can get to this particular Lego figure. They like Legos. Um, and they love that. But for me and my clients, it's always about what is your ultimate goal now? What can we do to get to that goal? Most of the time, people don't think about all the steps. They just say, I want to be this. Sure. But it's hard to celebrate wins when you don't even think about the steps it takes in order to get to the goal. Well, I want to close a million dollars of revenue this year. Mm. So what does it take to close a million dollars of revenue? Especially when you're talking to sales reps. It's mm -hmm. so simple when I speak to sales reps. And I say, what do you need to do to hit your quota? What's your goal? I just want to make quota. How are you going to get quota? What activities do you need to do? Why just make sales calls? Are you best at making sales calls? Are you best at closing? Are you best at doing introduction? Are you best at doing presentations? Are you best at doing renewals? What's going to take you to hit your goal? Did you break it down? How many calls do you need to make a day? Nice. Well, how many people do you need to do for presentations? How many people do you need to renew? What are you good at? What are you not good at? And so I like to give people the opportunity to do the things they're good at and right. start to build that habit, right? Start building that habit every day. Then after you build that habit, let's start doing some things you're not good at. Mm. Now, sometimes people are like, I'm never going to do things I'm not good at. Then I say, you do it first thing in the morning. You can't enjoy anything throughout the day until you do the hardest thing first thing in the morning. Nice. Now go celebrate. You just did the most difficult thing. Now go celebrate. So it really depends on each client, but it all come down to making sure you write out the steps. Yeah. And celebrate those steps. Not saying you forgot the goal, but celebrate those steps. Enjoy those steps. Tell yourself, I am awesome. 
Don't compare yourself to, you know, <laughs> Jobs. Don't compare yourself to Mark Zuckerberg. You compare yourself to you. So many times, even when we have a victory, we look around, like even when I celebrate that one little piece of chocolate, like, man, but I'm not eating that burger. <laughs> man, when I, was, when I went to the store to get that little piece of chocolate, that the bag of chocolates, I can just eat one little piece. I saw people in there buying everything, pizzas and all these drinks and all these snacks. That's when you give up. Right. You're comparing yourself to other people. Their goals are not the same as your goals. So always remember, be like a horse in a race. They have these blinders on, right? So they can't, they can't see to the right. All they can do what is see straight ahead. You run straight ahead. Sometimes you need a kick in the butt, which is very important to share your goals. Yes. Best friend. Yeah. Somebody who can hold you accountable. Not once a month, once a year, every single day. That's kind of my thoughts, Dave. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Thank you for checking out the Twins Talk It Up podcast. If you're enjoying this program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon at patreon.com slash DSB Leadership Speaking. Also consider leaving a great rating on iTunes and comment on our other platforms. If you would like more information or would like to become a guest on a future episode, please send a message via our website, www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast, and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Dan, I agree with that. I love that you talked about setting goals. Uh, some of my clients, we actually talk about the acronym SMART mm. and we talk about what are SMART goals. They're specific. They're measurable. Yep. They're actually attainable, relevant, and they're time sensitive or time bound. Mm -hmm. And I also really appreciate the point you made, Dan, about doing the hard things first. You could go from victory to victory if you develop that muscle memory to say, look, I can go and conquer anything. Yeah. Now, let me give you kind of the story I wanted to share earlier because it's so true. You, you go after these small goals. You, you hit them. You develop a routine to go after them. Then it helps you to go after these larger goals. Okay? They, the whole adage, Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't just tackle everything at that time. you got to go after a little at a time. Now, here's an example I've shared as a minister. I'm going to give a couple examples. But as a minister... I talked about the story of David and Goliath. Mm -hmm. We all love that story. Oh, yeah, the underdog, the little guy. He took down the big guy. But we forget what goes on before that. What happened before that? He had to have an interaction with the king. He went to the king. He said, King Saul, 
nobody wants to fight this guy. I'm going to fight him for you. What? You're just a little teenager. You're a little, little runt. You're a little tiny guy. You can't do it. Now, we may not look at warfare and, and going to battle today as they did then, but it was a typical, it was very common for armies to size each other up and allow their champions to fight each other. And that was it. And Goliath was putting fear, or we would like to say the fear of God in the people of God. And they didn't want to go fight him. And David convinced Saul, not because he was the strongest or the fastest. You know how he convinced Saul? He said, when the lion or the bear tried to attack my sheep, I took him out, seized him by the hair. He took him out. And he said, this giant, this uncircumcised person will be just like one of them. And it convinced the king to put his, dare I say, destiny in the hands of a little teen because he convinced them because he understood that small victories lead to big victories. And so I tell people all the time, don't think you're going to take down the kingdom without learning to conquer your own self and the small victories first. Here's the example I wanted to share, Dan. When I, when I first got out of full-time ministry, and you can call it becoming a tent maker, when I got into the sales world, I started selling copiers. And what was interesting about selling copiers is you had certain different, um, what we call standards or different categories of sales reps. And in between three offices, there were just over 60 sales reps between these three offices in D.C., Baltimore, Maryland, and Northern Virginia, what we call the Alexandria uh, area. And these three offices had about 60 sales reps who were selling copiers. Now, you had what they call the, the entry-level executive sales reps like myself. You had the major account sales reps. Then you had some of them had what we call sector reps where they only sold to certain clients. These were the huge corporate enterprise clients. So they get one deal done. They're selling 550, 100, 150, 200 copiers and big machines. That's their job. So to hit their quotas, they didn't have as many sales they needed to do. I had the mom and pop shops. These are the one-offs. These are the guys that are counting pennies. Can I even afford one copier? And so I thought to myself, how am I going to attain those type of goals? How am I going to get to that presence club? How am I going to become the top sales rep in this company if I'm only selling mom and pops? Dan, what I did is I shifted my thinking. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to celebrate every mom and pop shop deal. Because without them, we as a company don't survive either. So I changed my mindset. And I said, I want to be the number one sales rep but I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to celebrate. And so I started going after the one-off deals, two deals, one deal, two deals. And there was this one company and they seemed pretty small. And I would sell them, I sold them a copier and I just go service it every month. How's it going? How are you doing? How's it going? And I remember the CFO called me in his office one day. He said, Dave, why are you here every month? We got one copier of yours. I said, I want to make sure it's the best copy experience that you've ever had. A month later, when I came by, he actually was waiting for me. And he said, hey, can you come in my office? Went into his office, Dan. And he said, you know, you've been very loyal and faithful with one copier. Well, guess what? The company is a European-based company. And they decided to 
shift all the U.S. locations to Maryland. So they had a, they had a location in, in New York, location in Texas. All of it was coming to Maryland and we're building a mega facility. I would like for you to meet me this time next week. Met with them next week. We drove to this brand new site. It was huge, state of the art. We're talking about solar panels. We're talking about all this stuff that's going on here with a hard hat on. He goes, I'm gonna need 10 copies here. I'm gonna need copies there. I'm gonna need printing over there. And I was thinking to myself, wow, I celebrated the small victory. And now I've got this large account. I went from being a nobody in my company to being the top sales rep in the company. End of the year, number two, got invited to the President's Club, got, got to be a part of the 100K Club because that deal was over $100,000. And it was amazing what happened by celebrating the small victories. Those are things that you can't let go. This is why you got to celebrate the small victories in your life. What do you think, Dan? I love that. I love it. Well, first of all, I love the example of going back every month just to make sure people are still happy. And I think that it's a great example for us as we're going after our goals, attaining our goals. That's why you say, you know, where's your journal? You know, here's mine. So your journal is a way to go back every month and look at what you wrote down. What are you grateful for? What are the small victories? What are the things that bring you joy? Every month reading the small victories, reading what you're grateful for, and then realizing that it gives you momentum. Yeah. So you get these big opportunities. It's the, it's the, it's that door that opens up and by you just doing what you're supposed to do is making sure the customer's happy. So many sales reps. And I say this to you because as a previous sales rep, previous VP of sales, I will tell you this, do not stop thanking and being grateful for your closed deal. Nice. Continue to reach out to the customer. I will tell you right now, it costs the company a lot of money to bring back customers that have left. It's easier and more profitable to retain them. So the best way to retain a customer is to continue to check in. How are you doing? How are things going? Just want to make sure you're still happy. And so as Dave is talking about these small victories that turned out to be a huge victory, allowed them to go to the President's Club, it's the same thing with your goal. Give yourself these small victories. Remind yourself of these small victories every single day, right into your journal yeah. so that you can continue to be able to move forward and be successful. So Dan, I appreciate you sharing that. And I'm glad you brought that up about the corporate environment and how we celebrate. Mm -hmm. It goes to say that as a leader, what you emphasize will be what the company reflects. So if you only emphasize the mega deals, then your company, it's going to feel like they're not important or their contribution isn't valued. You want them to feel like they're a part of the team. Mm -hmm. It might be their deal that takes it over the top. Every deal is important. Every conversation is important. And you gotta feel like we're all a part of the team. You may not have led the league in points, but guess what? John Stockton has more assists than anybody else in NBA history. And I don't think anybody's gonna ever touch that goal. But guess what? That assist may not have been his two points, but it was two points for his team. It's important that we do that. Dan, I wanted to take some time here, and I like to look at ways we can celebrate victories. But before I get into that, I wanted to share about our 
public speaking Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We've got a Facebook group. It's called the C-Suites Executive Speaking Points Group. And what's interesting about this group is we have on Fridays what we call Victory Fridays. Because what happens is that we don't learn to encourage each other because we don't know what's there to be celebrated. And I want people to celebrate with each other. I want us to identify that even though I may not have a victory at this point to share, you have a victory. And so let's celebrate. So one way we celebrate is we put it out there on Victory Friday and people could comment on what's working and we can learn from each other on Victory Friday. But then what are some other creative ways we can celebrate small wins? Because you shared about the chocolate. I don't know what kind of chocolate you have, but <laughs> if you're only eating one at a time, you got, you got to somehow manage that. But what are some other creative ways we can celebrate victories? I like to, when it comes to my kids, we like to do these things called daddy-daughter dates. So my daughters get excited. They want to get dressed up. They look forward to going out. And I will take them on a daddy-daughter date to show them I appreciate them, to show them I I have acknowledged, seen their goals, seen their victory. And so I want to take them out. And that day is about them. I don't use my smartphone. I don't take appointments that day. I don't have meetings that day because the kids are coming. Daddy, you're always on the phone. You're always having a conference call. Daddy, you're always working. You never got time for me. So daddy-daughter dates is their chance to feel special. Yeah. And not only to feel special, that I acknowledge what they've done. So that to me is a reward for myself. I know it seems like it's just a reward for my daughters, but it's a reward for me because I get a break of relaxation from my work. I get a break in relaxation from dealing with clients. And, and my most important individual in my life is right there in front of me. It's my daughter. Nice. That is a, a victory for me and a victory for her. Another thing I like to do is uh, when I get a victory, I like to come home. I like to give a gift to my family. And, and people are like, why do you always give gifts to your family? They bring me joy. Nice. They bring me a lot of joy. So I like to share my celebration, share my happiness. And then I want my kids in turn, what they do is they, hey, daddy, you got a sales. This is so funny. When we have sales and I have sales meetings, you always tell me, dad, you get to close that deal. Did you win that deal? <laughs> and I, and I, like, where did this come from? I don't, what is this all about? It's because they love it when I win. When I celebrate and I give back to them, they want more of it. Now they have their willingness every day. How many calls you got today, dad? Who are you calling today? Who are you working with today? They're more excited about my potential calls than I am. And so it brings me joy. So I think it's very important to think about these small steps and victories. Bring, bring your coach around or bring the person that you remind every day. Hey, remind me every day how I'm doing towards each step. Remind me every day to make sure I'm celebrating. Let them celebrate with you. And then you give back to them to show them that you appreciate them. And believe it or not, it works out. I, I love doing these little things. Even though once a year we have a daddy-daughter dance. Nice. And I don't know what happened this year, this whole COVID thing. The kids are so, they were so depressed. The girls wanted a daddy-daughter dance. And so we had to put together our own daddy-daughter dance in the house. We, we would actually go to our church and we'd have a daddy-daughter dance at the church where the dads compete against other dads in physical competition. <laughs> and so I, I had to put a daddy-daughter dance on at the house. We, we put on my suit. I had to look really nice. The girls put on their dresses. We had balloons all over the house and decorations. We, we played the music, we played games. That was so important to them. 
that's a good way to celebrate victory as well. So these are my examples for me. What brings me joy is, is seeing my kids happy. And then at the same time, they, they motivate me. They spur me on as well. I appreciate sharing that, Dan. And, and I love those are incredible examples. And thank you for really loving your girls and helping my nieces to become confident women and leaders. I love that. And what it does, Dan, it shows me that you acknowledge the effort. They acknowledge the effort. They, they love when you win. And that to me, there's nothing more gratifying than knowing that the people that you love the most, the ones that support you really want you to be successful. And that's something that's amazing. But I, but I also want to say that you said something that was vital, Dan, that you have to be able to learn to get off the phone and spend time with the kids. I think a way to celebrate, and this is just creative, celebrate by getting off, unplug. You've seen a rise more and more of people just saying, we need a break from technology. Now, not, now it goes against you, Dan, because you're the technology guy. But sometimes you got to celebrate you or say, you know what? I made that call today and this is me. I know it sounds crazy. I, I, I'm not into technology as much as others, but I'm a candy crush addict. I'm a, I'm a one of those kind of guys. And if, if I feel like I've had one of those days, I'm setting aside more time for doing, doing that. I need some deep Dave time. Now, if I really hit a goal, if I'm really doing well and I feel great about it, I don't play golf often. But if I have a good month or if I feel like I had a great opportunity to win a deal, I'm going to get out to the dry range. I'm going to get on that that golf course. Now, I will say I got invited to go golfing on Friday, last Friday. I just got back in town. So I was still suffering a little jet lag. But in my mind, I felt like, you know, Dave, you haven't quite hit the goals you've set up for the last couple of days. I'm not going to go celebrate golf right now. But that's my goal too. That's what I want to do to go celebrate. And it's not cheap. These are like, you know, you're going out for 65 to $100 for a round of golf. And you got to go, hey, is this worth the deal? Yes, it can be. Okay. I remember when I got my first deal when I started my company. It wasn't a big deal. But guess what, guys? We're going out for dinner tonight. What? You got to find ways to celebrate. And so with family, bringing the gifts, writing it down in your journal, sharing it on Victory Fridays, taking people out to eat, telling a friend, these are important. But I think the other thing I would share is this, Dan, about victories and celebrating wins. I love celebrating other people's wins. Mm -hmm. I do. Because it doesn't come across as if you're bragging. It comes across as if you're really celebrating them, you're honoring them. It's special to you, especially if they're a part of your team, so that when you have a victory, they're celebrating you as well. And when we start celebrating together, I believe as a team, there's synergy and we have even more victories. Hitting those quotas, Got it. Crushing that goal, got it. Why? Because we're learning to celebrate each other, not just our own. Yep. Yeah, any other thoughts, Dan, about celebrating victories? And I, I would say, yeah, celebrate all the victories before we say, you know, goodbye to our listeners for this episode. But any other thoughts you want to share about celebrating victories? One last thing. Don't be shy to make it a big deal. Yeah. Don't. I think um, my sister-in-law, she loves to laugh. She loves big parties. And I think it's important to her. Same thing with you. You got to figure out what's important to you. I think that any victory, small victory, big victory, celebrate it. David talked about building a habit. 21 days, 66 days, 100 days. Whatever you have to do to celebrate, make sure it's big. 
If it's yeah. too small, you're not going to get that effect, that dopamine effect. It's not going to mean much to you. But if it's big, that doesn't mean go spend $100 every single time you do something. That, I'm talking about in your mind, mentally make it big. I come down to the room, I jump up and down with my kids. Hey, I just closed a small deal. And they jump up and down with me. I don't, <laughs> they're excited just like I am. I, I like to make it big. Not yeah. big financially, but big in my mind, big in my action so that my kids get excited. My wife gets excited. I get excited. And then, you know what? I, I can't wait for the next one. Why? Because I know how it makes me feel. I know how it makes my kids feel. I want us all to have that. So as you guys leave today, consider today, listening to this today is actually a victory. Why? Yes. You're adding to your knowledge. If you listen to Warren Buffett or anybody else, anybody, they'll tell you that they were able to achieve success over and over and over again because they continue to add to their knowledge. They continue to learn. They continue to grow. They continue to be better than themselves. They continue to exercise their mind. So the best thing you can do is doing what you're doing right now, which is listening to what we have to say. Because this is a victory. You're adding to your knowledge. You're learning. Even as speakers, Dave and I, we continue to learn. We continue to read up what psychology has to say. We still read up what people in the medical field have to say. Because every aspect of what they're saying adds to us. We're able to understand habits, habitual patterns. Speaking isn't just talking. It's understanding the patterns. It's understanding your mentality. It's understanding how to read the audience, how to look at the audience. It understands how to change your physical attributes so that you can be better. We even did an episode on how to warm up. <laughs> so many aspects of public speaking that people don't think about. And these are the things that Dave and I go after. We learn every day. Hey, what did you learn today? Oh yeah? What did I learn today? What, what, what can we add to each other? So these are all little victories I think in life can be successful. Last thing is the there's this book I, I, I read and I, Dave and I talked about this a while ago, and back basically Malcolm Gladwell wrote a couple of great books. When we think about some of the small victories, up in Seattle, Washington, there's a private school called Lakeside High School, and we used to play those guys in football. A very small school, private school, but Bill Gates went to that school. Uh, all the executives that you can think of. That was somebody, somebody went to that school. Even the Clippers owner, former Microsoft, Balmer. When we played football against him, I remember I was a football coach and I would see him. He would actually walk on the sideline as if he was a coach during the football games. Now, you're not allowed to do that legally. It's not according <laughs> to WIA rules, but it's because, yeah, Mr. Billion, he does whatever he wants to do. <laughs> exactly. But the key was, uh, they all thought about what can I do to be successful? Now, when they formed Microsoft back in the day, Bill Gates did not just create it. He actually practiced. Back in the day before there was these supercomputers, people had to do these timeshares, share the computer. And so what Bill Gates would do is he would work with the University of Washington and the times they're not using it, he was able to be part of this program through Lakeside High School. Um, they were able to buy into the program. And then he could use as much time as he wants. So he was practicing every single day, achieving victory after victory, victory, victory. So that one day when he did start Microsoft, right, with Paul Allen, it was successful. Why? Yeah. They didn't just start the company right day. They, they were building up every day. They were celebrating these small coding victories. Yeah. Where it became a big global billion dollar company where it is. And 
well, soon to be trillion dollar company, right? That's kind of the thought process that I like to give everybody today. I love that, Dan. That's a good point. And it's so true that you've got to be able to look at the small things. I don't care if you start in your garage, right? You can make it if you learn to celebrate the victories. And there was a great article in the Harvard Business Review on celebrating small wins. And it talks about in the article, or at least in the article, it references something called the progress loop. And you can change the corporation, the culture of the corporation, when you learn to celebrate progress and you measure it in the right way. And it actually changes your employees and they become more energized because they believe that everything that they do brings value because they now see it in the progress or the progression of their departments and from their departments to the company as a whole. I love mm -hmm. that. And so I'm glad that we had a chance today, Dan, to talk with our audience to share with them about what we're learning, what we've done as leaders, what we're doing as parents to celebrate any and all victories. If we're able to do this and do this consistently, I believe it will change how we grow as individuals and how we grow as organizations. Celebrate the victories today. Get yourself a victory journal. Join a group like one of our speaking groups and, and literally take the time to read and listen to what other people are celebrating and learn to celebrate yourself. It will make a huge difference for you as a leader. It'll make a difference for you as a speaker. You don't get better unless you keep doing it. Set those goals Dan talked about and celebrate. I don't care if it's a piece of chocolate. I don't care if it's taking your kids out or bringing home a special gift for them. Find ways to celebrate because you're worth celebrating. Until the next episode of the Twins Talking Up podcast, this is Dave Brown with my co-host and twin brother, Danny Brown. We're grateful for you to be here. We ask that you continue to enjoy this show, share with other people. We look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of the Twins Talking Up podcast. Thank you very much. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talking Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talking Up podcast.